0: All right, say good morning, good morning. Let us begin Begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning. share to thank our Talmud Torah sponsors for the month of Sivan Paul and Kathy Pollock for dedicating all of the Shuram and Joshos this month. As a S'chus for Refua Shalim of Kathy's sister, Donna Baker-Matson, we hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah she will enjoy a complete and enduring Rafua. We thank our Week of Learning sponsors, Brian and Melanie Levine, in honor of the entire shir, and with Hakara Satob, and with the hope, and Meretz Hashem, aspiration that we are Zoka to learn together for many, many years to come. But with that, let us, let us begin with a lot to do today, Baruch Hashem. Today's daf is Yud Zion 17. We are picking up on Tes Zion Amadei's 16B. I think we left off about 17 lines up from the bottom. Massive Revosia, last two words on the line. So if you remember again in yesterday's daft, towards the end of the daft, we, we kind of shifted focus a little bit. Well, we continue on the same theme, but I wanted to suggest that maybe the original machlokis of the Mesefta, the machlokis Rabo and Ravah, about the need for the fun. About the need for b'funay nechta b'funay nechtam, thank you. But if need for maybe is a machlokas tanoim. So the Gemara so is working through that a little bit. So the Gemara says maser the le'ulo. So Rav asked the following shayla to Ula. Rabbi Judah machshe Rabbi Judah ultimately said that in the case of shnayim Omrim b'funay nechta, the echad omer b'funay nechtam. Rabbi Judah said in the Mishnah that halacha le'maisa that case works. But ultimately, again, he did not He did not go ahead and say that other variations of the mission, of the mission's case would be kosher, My love, leme ute achad omru nechtav, the achad omru nechtam, is not coming to exclude the case of where one guy says befane nechtav and one guy says befane nechtam? Lo, leme ute nechtam, nechtav, avalo befane nechtav. No, it's coming to exclude the case of the guys where you have one witness who says befane nechtam, uh, ultimately, again, uh, uh, but no, but but, but not B'fanei <laughs> Nechtav. I'm sorry, just the opposite. Lo uti B'fanei Nechtam, ava lo B'fanei Nechtam. Le It comes to exclude the case of the guy who says B'fanei <laughs> Nechtam, it was signed in front of me, but it was not, but it was not written in front of me. Why? I would have thought, hoi, of logaz, Rabbi Yehuda, gzera, shemiach, sir, driver, lukukulo, since Rabbi Yehuda, we again, as this one yesterday's is daft, <coughs> Since Rabbi Yehuda felt the most, remember again, even according to Rava, who originally held that halacha lemaisa, halacha lemaisa, so the entire enactment of U is because of Lishmah. right? Remember again, he also acknowledged that halacha lemaisa shalomdu. Ultimately, again, there was a point in time where medinas hayam. They, in fact, did understand that you had to write l'shma, they understood how to do it. And then there was a concern of Shem'i mm-hmm. Yaxer, is there a concern that maybe, maybe things will revert back to what they once were? So the Yomar says as follows, I would have thought, since Rabbi Yaxer is not concerned that things will revert back to what they once were before, then what? Maybe at the end of the day, you should be worried that you'll come to, to go ahead and. All right, all right. You made the point. You made the point. Right, so, so, so may, may, maybe now, maybe now, you should be concerned that things ultimately will go ahead and be confused with other cases of kiyum shdaris. So the gemara says, "Asinachol v'kiyum shdaris <laughs> da'alim be'ei dechad nami lo gazar Kamash shmalon not fine it may nami aravi huda shneim she'chi you get dinas <laughs> hayam." furthermore again I will say it was said according to Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Huda says two people who brought a get from Dinasayam, so two people who brought the get from overseas we have here effectively come to the Maklokas seen Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanon. So good so I will say that's the statement. So, that, so you see over here that, the, that this ultimately again is the Maklokas case in Shnaim Shev case. so remember, remember again I will say this the Gemara mentioned also in yesterday's daf About this concept of whether or not, when you have two witnesses bringing bringing the get from Adina Sayyam, is Bafani Nechtat and Bafani Nechtam necessary at all? So that remains an outstanding matter. That remains a makhlokes. We're going to see the Rambam in that in just a little bit. Meanwhile, I'll say an interesting interesting maiso. So the Gemara goes weiter. The Gemara says, Rabba Barbar Chana Chalosh. Rabba Barbar Chana became ill. Became ill. The Gemara says, All ligabe. Rabbi Rabbi Huda and Raba Lishaluyebe. So Rabbi Huda and Raba came to visit him. They came to visit. So Raba is sick. Raba so is sick. Rabbi Huda and, and and actually changes it uh, changes it to uh, Rabba. Yeah, changes it to uh, or the Rabbanon. Shagossim so changes it to the Rabbanon. Okay, so so we'll call Rabbi Huda and Rabbanon came to came to visit him. Bo'mine. So they asked of him. They asked of Raba who was who was in bed. Bo'mine or So they inquired of him. When two people bring the get from overseas, do they have to say or or not? I would say, by the way, what a what a profound Musrahaskil. Right? They're coming to do biker Cholim, right? And ultimately again, so there's so many there's so many lessons to be gleaned j- just from this one little episode. First again, I will say the greatness of Rabbah Bar Ra- that even when he's sick, ultimately again, what is he occupied with? He's occupied with Torah. He's occupied with right. They're coming to do bika cholim. So ultimately again, what's happening? They ask him You would think again, Rabbah Bar is ill. Is ill. These guys are coming to. These guys, these Rabbanim are coming to be mavakir cholim. They're coming to visit the sick. So you would think, I don't know, make some small talk, make this. For Rabbi Barbar Chana, ultimately again, Kula Torah. Kula Torah, we we'll say, what a Musa for us. You know, sometimes sometimes what happens, you know, we get a sniffle, we get a headache. I can't come to share today, you know, it's, it's, a, little, it's a, little, a little too much. Or, or you know what, or I can't sit there, I can't concentrate. We'll say, what it means to be Amel Bat is to power through, even sometimes when you're not quite feeling up to it. Right? Sometimes I'm just not feeling 100% Or many times I'm not feeling 100% So what, what's my job? What do I have to do? Power through it Power through it Rabbi Arachana is sick If he's sick enough The people come to him with Vakr Chol That means, by the way He's pretty sick He's pretty sick Yet again Even from the sick bed Ultimately again Let's learn We' will say you also see or something beautiful About the person of The Arachana The mitzvah will say Is ultimately again To attend to the needs Of the other that's the mitzvah, to attend to these or the other. It could also very well be that when Rabbi Behud and the Rabbanan come to be Mavaki by Rabbi Bar-Bachana, they understood that what did he need? What did he need? He needed a conversation in Torah. Like that's the din of Beaker Cholim. Not just to go out and show up and make small talk. That's part of it. Showing up is definitely part of it. But once you're there to see what does the Cholim need? So again, it will say could very well be, they saw, what did Rabbi Barbarachana need? So beautiful. What did he need? He needed to talk in Torah. To in any event, so they ask him, "What is the halacha with two people who bring a get from a dinah s'ayam? Do they have to say b'fanechdam b'fane nechtam or not?" Or in tzrichin, Amr lahem, he said to them, "In tzrichin, you don't have to, you don't have to. If two people bring a get, you do not have to say nechtam or nechtam. After all, after all, ma ilu yomru b'faneinu girsha milo mehemni. After all, again, if let's say we'll say two two witnesses would show up." And they would just say, "Right, Rachel was divorced in our presence. Would they not be believed? In other words, we'll say, two witnesses are a bona fide testimonial unit. Once you have a testimonial unit saying that Rachel is divorced from Ruven, then what? Then what? That's it. We, we, we don't need anything else. So because just their mere existence as a testimonial unit certifies the process, therefore, there is no need for them to say, or so we will say so that's how Rabbi Baruch Paskin, two witnesses who bring the get from Adina dinah do not have to say a fine after a fine after. will here's the interesting part. So now just imagine the scene. So Rabbi Baruch is sick in bed, and Rabbi Yehuda, and we'll call it different gersals, but Rabbi ultimately come to visit him. So we will say so as they're sitting there, Adhochi, osa hahu chavra tapav Yudzaim, As they're sitting there, a chavra. Now we will say or a chavra. Rashi says Parsoi, this Persian guy, this Persian guy comes in, shakla and he took out the candle, the lantern, from in front of them. Now, we'll say, now what's going on over here? Take a look at the top rashi on Yezanelav seventeen a. Top rashi, So I'll we'll say the Persians had some type of some type of holiday for their Abolazar. That's what. That the rule was. The rule was you are not allowed to kindle lamps anywhere but the house of Avodah Zara. That was the rule, right? So on their holiday, the only place we were allowed to go ahead and kindle candles, ultimately, again, was by the way, the Yimaru of Avodah Zora makes reference to this practice as well. It must have been, it must have been some type of known practice that you could only light candles in, in the base of Avodah Zara in the house of idolatry that day. So if you can imagine the scene, these three rabbis, right? Rai, 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 Ravi Yehuda and Rabbi come to visit him. They're sitting there. There's a candle lit in the home. They're in the middle of talking. Right in the middle of talking. What happens? Some Persian guy, right, bursts in, goes ahead and takes the candle, or extinguishes the candle, takes it with him. So we'll say, So they said, So they, they were so, I will say, what a, what a moment. Here they are sitting and learning together. Right? And again, Rabbi Yehuda himself is ill. So they say, like in a moment of desperation, Amr Rachmana, O betulah debar Esav, let us either dwell in your shadow, or in the shadow of the children of Esav. That was we'll say this—a very dramatic statement. So, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says over here, Amma Rabba Barachana." So, the Gman understands that it was Rabba Barachana who was the sick person. He's he said, "Rachmana, o betulach, o hichbi anu Either hide us, right? Either hide us, or he hide us in your in your shadow. O heglino bitsel b'nei Esav." What I say, this is incredible. Either, the ideal would be, let us exist solely in your presence, in your shadow. But if we have to be in gullus, please let us be under the rulership ultimately of Bnei Esav of the children of Esav, rather than ultimately again under the rulership of the Persians. So we'll say, so this is actually a, a pretty dramatic statement. So said, the we'll say, is that to say that it's better for the, for the Jews to be under the rulership of the Romans than it is the Persians? As I will say, this is such a tremendous Gemara. Right? Rabbi Rechanah ultimately saying, we don't want to be under any foreign dominion. We don't want to be under any foreign... But if we have to be under a foreign dominion, please give us over to the children of Esau and do not give us over effectively to the children of Yishmael. right? Do not give us over to the Persians. So the Gemara says, is that to say that it's better to be under the rulership of Esau, the Romans, than it is the Persians? V'atani rebichiyah. So what's the meaning of the Pasik? Elohim hevindarka Darka es Esmekoma. So we'll say, what's the meaning of the Pasik in Eov? HaKadosh Baruch Hu understands the way, and he knows its place. Yodih <laughs> HaKadosh Baruch Hu bi Yisrael. Baruch Hu knows baklal Yisrael. She'ein gzeras Baruch knows that we cannot go ahead and withstand the persecutorial edicts of the Romans. We cannot go ahead and withstand Roman persecution. Amad veHigla la'osam labadal. Therefore, what does HaKadosh Baruch Hu do for us? Ultimately, again, he exiles us to Babel. So we'll say, what do you see from this? What do you see from this? Much better to be in Babel, ultimately, again, than it is to go ahead and be under the rulership of Bnei Esav. And I'll say, by the way, it's incredible. And sometimes we have to like, take a step back and be so incredibly appreciative. The plight of the Jew for so many generations was effect- essentially, who would you rather be persecuted by? Right, that was like that was like the national question. Right, who whose hands do we want to be delivered into? Right, would we rather be delivered into the hands of the Persians or into the hands of the Romans? Right, this was like the question: Who's gonna hate us less? Right, who's gonna kill us less? Who's gonna persecute us less? Let's say sometimes it is so important. Sometimes all the time it is so important to go ahead and take a step back and to have such gratitude towards Hakadosh Baruch Hu for the times in which we live. Less than a century, less than a century after six million of our precious brothers and sisters were systematically murdered, we are experiencing an incredible golden age in Jewry. Is there antisemitism? Sure, again, everybody follows in the news. You heard about that speech that was made at the CUNY Law School graduation. Overwhelming, absolutely overblatant antisemitism happening in New York City, in New York institutions. It is, it is beyond, beyond comprehension what is happening. Don't Google it now. Hey, I say, but, 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 but it, it's, so is, is, is there anti-Semitism? Of course there's anti-Semitism. Is there us? I will say, but to understand, to understand, there's always going to be anti-Semitism. I say, but to understand, like we don't live in that time. Right? We don't live in that time where we have to decide, do you want to be handed over into the hands of the Persians or into the hands of the Romans? We live in a different time. We also live in a time, Baruch Hashem, of Eretz Yisrael, where, if, again, if a Jew wants to go home, a Jew absolutely has that opportunity to do so. It's just important. We're we're living, we're living in incredible, incredible times. But for generations, this was the shaila of the Jew, the Romans or the Persians, right? Who is going to hate us less? incredible cards that we have to have to HaKadosh Point over here is, point over here is, that Rabbi Rakan is davni HaKadosh Baruchu. Don't deliver us into the hands of the Persians, but rather again put us into the hands of the Romans. But yet you see over here, that it's better to be in Bavel than it is to be under the Romans, to which the Gemara says, So we'll say, Bavel used to be a good place until the Persians moved in. You know those Persians, right? right? So, right, so the, right, until the Persians moved in, then they, the, everything went bad. So apparently, we'll say, we know again, by the way, j- just the way it worked, right, is that there was Bavel, there was Bavel, then ultimately again, Bavel morphs into the Persian Median Empire afterwards. So apparently, Bavel, Bavel, before Persia took over, ultimately again, was a good existence for the Jews. Once the Persians came in, then ultimately again everything everything went south. So the point that Rabbi, so again Bavel when there was a choice between Bavel and ultimately Bene Israel, it would have been Bavel. But ultimately again, once the Persians came to Bavel, then ultimately again would have preferred Bene Israel. I will say, by the way, you have to understand how bad life must have been under the Persians. That means, which which is pretty amazing, because some of the worst atrocities ever to occur to Klav Yisrael happened through Bnei Esau, right? Not, not, not through the Persians, right? Not, not through... So just interesting. Again, obviously, this is before many of those atrocities occurred, but it's just interesting. Anyway, say, so good. So I just want to point out, so we're still, we're still left with this question. We're still left with this question, ultimately, again, about Sh'tayim you get Medina Sayam. If two people are bringing together Medina Sayam, do they have to say, for or for Right? Do you have so, so that's still an <coughs> open-ended question, which we'll see in the ramam in just a little bit. Vaiter right says the gemara. So tana. So echad olmer b'fanay nechtav, u'shain olmer b'fanay nechtav befanenu nechtam kasher. If one witness says Befane nechtav and two witnesses say befanenu nechtam, the get is kasher. I'm Rabbi Ami. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Lo mitachas yad This is only true if the shaliach who's bringing the get. Is the one who witnessed the writing. Why? Because if that's the case, Kishnaim alze. Because then I will say, watch this. If you have one witness, say nechtav and two witnesses, say nechtam, and the witness who saw the ksiba, the writing is the one who brings the get. So effectively what you have is two witnesses on the ksiba and two witnesses on the khazima. Because remember again, the eight who brings the get ultimately, again, has the power of two witnesses. So therefore, you have two and two, and therefore, the get is going to be kasher. But ultimately, again, if the get is brought by the Hasima, Pasel, then ultimately, again, the get will be possible. Why? Because we see from here that when two people bring the get from Medina Siam, bifaninu say, so we'll say, what do you see from here? You see from here, because halach, halam when two people bring the get, they do have to say bifaninu nechtav, bifanenu nechtam. These two guys could only say what? bifanenu nechtam, and not bifaninu nechtav. Therefore, it's not going to be good. I'm really going to be If that's true, if that's true, but look at the ratio. Right, ultimately, again, if two people say and one says "b'fanei puzzle. Such a get is puzzle. Okay. Rabbi Yehuda Makshe. Rabbi says ultimately again the get is kosher. Now, would it be true that even if you have two people bringing the get, that the Rabbanon would say that it's puzzle? I'm relating... He said yes. So we will say later on. Later on, ultimately, again, he found him right. He found him sitting and saying as follows: That if get yotzi de ede chasima kasher, will say it seems to be a reverse that even if the get is ultimately delivered by the ede chasima, it'll still be kasher. Al mo Therefore, he holds. If you get mitina sayam, that when two people go ahead and bring a get from a sayam. They don't have to say. said. <laughs> but one second, what about the ratio that says two people say one person says get The reason is the reason, ultimately, is because two people are not delivering the get. But it sounds like the said, that's what? That if the get, ultimately, again, would be coming through both of them, or be right with, with both of them, that ultimately, again, the Rabbanon would hold that it's kosher. i really said Say, yes, that is true. One second. But beforehand, you didn't say this to us. Amalay Sarabasi said, yes said he, Shiloh Tamut. The truth is I retracted my position. I retracted my position. But ultimately, again, this position is like an embedded peg that will not be moved. This is my new position and this is the immutable position. I will say, by the way, it's actually just well first let's just see let's just see the how long. So we'll say, so bottom line, bottom line, there's a lot of things kind of flying around out here. But really, the core issue for us is So remember again, so a couple of, t- two, two takeaways from this Sugi so far. But let's say number one, number one takeaway is, because we're going to move on to a new Sugi right now, the new Mishnah. Number one takeaway is, you can't mix and match processes. Right? Again, either Right? When certifying a get, certification has to go ahead and and Decide on a, has to be, has to be one cohesive process. See, either key shtaros, which is just two witnesses, certifying that the signatures on the document are, are legitimate, and therefore, again, the get is upheld, or, Bafani nechtav, or Bafani nechtam. But you can't go ahead and do half of it from Bafani nechtav, and half of it from Bafani nechtam. will say, ultimately, again, the Moser on that, choose a lane. Choose a lane in life. So many times in life, We're dabbling a little bit in this, we're dabbling a little bit in that, right? I learned some of this, I learned some of that. One day I'm doing this, one day I'm doing that. I'm consistent here, I'm not consistent here, I'm consistent today, not consistent tomorrow. Choose a lane, choose a lane. Now it doesn't mean that over time you can't switch lanes, but choose a lane in life and ultimately stick with it. Because the only way we truly grow in life is when we stick with something. If we're always veering all over the place, so the you might feel, sometimes people like going all over because you feel like you're accomplishing a lot, but you're not. You're not. Like anything in life, if you want to accomplish, stay the course, stay in the lane, do what you have to do. When you finish what you have to do, then emir tzah Hashem, move on to something else. That's Aleph. So we'll say, next, what about the Shnayim Shevyu? So listen to this. So the Gerishin, Parak Haloch Here it is. Get ready for it. Shnayim, Shevyu get B'Chutz So we'll say, ultimately again, two people bring a get from overseas, so I will say, so first of all, so first of all, ultimately again, the Raman Paskins, that two people who bring a gift from overseas do not have to say right? I will say, it's a very simple reason. Because, remember, this is assuming that both of these individuals were vested with the responsibility of delivering the get. So we'll say, it's very simple. Reuven is divorcing Rachel. He gives the get, he gives the get to to aid one and aid two. And we'll say, the mere fact that Reuven is giving a get to be delivered to his wife Rachel, to two witnesses, that's it. That's it. In other words, they saw the get written, they didn't see the get written, it makes absolutely no difference. Right, the fact that he is giving it over to two witnesses, so they can now act as edos once the get is delivered, and therefore logically, befanai nechtaf and befanai nechtam is no longer needed. Now I will say that Ramam does qualify this. Does qualify this, and he said, as we just mentioned before. Obviously, we will say that only works in a case where both of those witnesses are vested with the responsibility of get delivery as well. So they are the, they are the delivery mechanism. So if the husband is giving it over to them, and ultimately, again, they are delivering. So the get literally comes from both of them, so to speak. If that's the case, then ultimately, again, and ultimately, again, is not required. Obviously, you know, we we'll say if one of them is bringing the, one of them is the shliach, one of them is not. Any time you don't have two, you're going to require or But Allah for our purposes, for our purposes, ultimately two people delivering the get on behalf of the wife from Adina Sayyam, or is not needed. Incredible. I'll say I just draw your attention also before I move on to the Mishnah that last that last statement of Rabbi Asi, which was really was really profound. Rabbi Asi is I've changed my mind. Yasei and it's a peg, it's a peg that will not be moved. It will say. One of, the, one of the one of the hardest things in life is to try to figure out what are the things for which you should stand your ground and never compromise, and what are the things, ultimately again, where it is good to go ahead and be mevater. You know, Rabbi Nachman Rabbi has an essay, and the essay is titled Tov Lihios Vatron. That's the title of the essay. It's good to be mevater. Mevater means to yield. It's good to be a yielding person, right? You know, it's good not to be the kind of person we've quoted many, many times, right? That uh, beautiful Katzger. Katzger brings down in the Mishnah, Perke Avis, that says that one of the miracles in the Mishkan, one of the, sorry, in the Beisamikdosh, was Omdim Tzufufim Mishtachavim Revachim, right? When they would stand up in the Mishkan, everybody would be packed like sardines, but when they would bow down, ultimately there was room for everyone. The Rabbi Nuyona understands on that Mishnah that it's actually talking about Yom Kippur. That I mean, Kipper, when everybody was packed, because everybody wanted to see the coin Gadol. But here's the problem when they, bow, when they bow down, we bow down for vidui. When you recite vidui, you want privacy. I don't want someone else hearing my averus. In fact, the Rambam says that you're not supposed to publicize your averus. It's because it says it's a sense of gaiva. So what would happen? When they would bow down and say vidui, a miracle would happen. So everyone was able to say vidui in privacy. The Kotzker says something so beautiful. The Katzker says it's also a metaphor for life. Omdim. There are some people who always stand their ground. Some people who always have to be right, my way or the highway. They're an ome, they're always standing. If you always stand your ground, sefufim, there's no room for anyone else. Everyone feels stifled in your presence and you're going to have difficulty establishing relationships. No room for anyone else. Conversely, mishtachavim. What does it mean, mishtachavim? If you bow, if you're mevater if you don't always have to be right, if you could yield, revachim, there's enough room for everyone. But I will say, that being said, that being said, there are certain things in life that you can't yield on. Right? There are certain things in life that are, that I, I, can't, I can't cross this line. I can't be mevater. I can't yield. Identify, I will say, those are the, those are the things in life of yasedhi, shalotalot. This is a peg. Is a peg that's firmly embedded, and it will not move. Trying to figure out in life, what are the things in which I can bow on? What are the things in which I can be mavater, And what are the very few things, ultimately, again, that are the embedded pegs that cannot be moved? Probably one of the hardest things in life, right? Knowing when to stand your ground, and knowing when to yield, and finding that correct balance, ultimately is part of the secret of successful living. Halva <laughs> We'll say Mishnah. Mishnah, great new sugya, great new sugya. So we'll say this effectively closes out and nechtam sugya. So we'll say what we emerge with, by the way, is a really fascinating idea. That halokhala ma'isa, right? If you kind of pull it all together, halokhala ma'isa, you have to say right? If you're delivering a get from a Sayyam, you have to say V'befanei nechtam, V'befanei nechtam. But I will say when you kind of pull it all together, So originally it was a machlokis, but really, like, contemporarily, why do you have the simbifani nechtam, b'fani nechtam, why? Everyone kind of comes to the same place. Because even Rabbah, who originally said, you have to say it, why? Because lefi she'in and l'shma, they don't know l'shma, also acknowledged that what? acha do. They learned l'shma, they learned l'shma, right? But even so, even so, there's still a reason ultimately to still continue to say why, and why either maybe things will revert back to, one, to what they once were, or because we saw it right, because you need Kim Shards because we saw that Rabbah. Still agreed with Rabba. Okay. So interestingly enough, kind of when it, when it kind of all comes together, we're still gonna say time now, right? But when I say now not, no, I, say I mean now, I give like, right? now. But I so really because of Kiyom Shtaros, or out of a concern that things may return to a previous state of disrepair. Good. Well, I mean we're not fully finished, it's still gonna come up again, but new suya. Mishnah, nechttab bayomba nechtamalai, so we'll say this is very exciting, very, very exciting. Although it's not the primary suya we're gonna touch on right now, the concept of Zman Begin. The idea that a get has to be dated. Has to have a date. So also therefore the Gemara says, nechtav bayom v'nechtam balayla. Ultimately again if the get is written by day and ultimately signed at night. Na- sorry, written by day and signed by day. Balayla v'nechtam balayla. Written by day and signed by sign. Nechtav balayla v'nechtam balayla. Written by night and signed by night. Balayla v'nechtam bayom. Or written at night and signed by day. Kosher. Now we'll say, what's come down there amongst all these three cases? Same calendar day. Right? The writing and the signing has all happened on the same calendar day. As long as that occurs, ultimately, again, it is fine. I Rashi points out over here, get mukta. I say, let's talk about this just for a second. Just for a second. There's a concept called a shtar muktam. A shtar muktam calls means a predated document. A document that has a date which is earlier than the actual halos. Than the actual, we'll call it halos... Uh, Activation, activation, or execution of the document, and I will say, sometimes this doesn't matter. Sometimes it does matter. Whenever a document produces either a lien on property or an ability to collect property, you can't have a date that is earlier than the actual execution. Why? Why? Because halacha then you've created a lien. Before the transaction actually occurred, and that'll put potential potential buyers, potential purchasers, at a disadvantage. We'll come back to it in just a moment. So let's go back to the mission. Very exciting. We'll say second of the wide lines by yom What happens if you wrote the get by day and signed it at night? So we'll say in that case, uh, in that case, right? Puzzle. Ultimately, again, it's going to be puzzle. What we'll I say that is called the shtar muktam. Literally translated, an early shtar. So let's say the get right T- today is uh, today is yud gimel yud gimel sivan. So therefore, again, if I were to go ahead and date the get, date the get on today yud gimel sivan, but not actually again write it or execute it or sign it until tonight. Ultimately, again, I've created an artificial early lien, right? All right, good. Rabbi Shimon Makhshar. Rabbi Shimon says it's kosher. Rabbi Shimon Omer Kalagitin Shekasvu Bayom. So, we'll say, then we have this position of Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon holds that in general, all documents, we'll say, Gitten in this context means documents. Any documents written, and Rashi what kind of documents? Sale documents, right? Matona, Halva. So, sale documents, gift documents, loan documents, ultimately, again, that are written by day and signed that night, are possible, except for Gitten. Except for Gittin, except for divorce documents. Again, we'll explain Shimon in just a moment. We'll say, I'll just point out, by the way, just so you should know, we encounter this all the time. As soon as you might even not, not even know that it's been encountered. How shall you know, this often comes up? This comes up at chasenos, Yeah right? At a wedding. You have to have a k'suva. You have to have a k'suva, right? We'll say, what is a k'suva? A k'suva, ultimately, again, is a, is a document of debt. Right, it essentially says that you could put as much artwork on that as you want. Right? But at the end of the day, what that says is husband, you are encumbered. You are encumbered, right? That Lamais again, anything and everything you own and will ever own is encumbered ultimately again to the ksuva. To the Now both say now listen to this. So this is why if you notice, if you notice, sometimes, depending on the time of year, right, when you write that ksuva, the khapa. Has to occur on the same date of that k'suva. Has to occur on the same date because if the k'suva says one date, let's say the k'suva says your gimel, right, and the chuppah takes place technically calendrically on your david, then what you've done is you've created an encumbrance upon all of the husband's property earlier than the actual marriage took place. So that is an artificially early encumbrance. Which I must say, let's say again at the chassan's dish. The husband did some business, right? He right? did some business, right? He transacted some de- There are some people who are always doing deals, right? See, so he did a deal. He did a deal. So, it says, so now what happens? Now what happens? He did a deal before he was married. Before he was married. So the mice, again, that deal should really be unencumbered. But now, again, based on the date on the ksuba, it's encumbered. So that's why you have to be very careful. That's interesting enough. Minag Shall have a very interesting minag, which is they do the ksuba under the chuppah. Under the chuppah. in other words, the ksuva itself is dated and signed under the chupa itself, so as to avoid any kind of any kind of confusion. But again, depending on the time of year, you could definitely run into these type of issues. And anyway, I will say very exciting Itmar mit ma tiknu zman begin. I will say ultimately again, why did Chazal institute a date in a get? In other words, why does a get need a date? So the Gemara says, so Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan says, Mishum Basachoso. Rabbi, Rabbi Yochanan said, because of a concern that a person may protect his niece, right? Basachoso, the daughter of his sister. What does this mean? Rabbi will say, take a look at Rashi. Mishum Basachoso. Rashi says, the he ishto. Now, Rabbi Yochanan say, by the way, what I want to point out what's driving the Gemara's question is you're asking yourself, well, of course, you could have put a date in a get. The Gemara, he was here is the Gemara's question is based on, a get in its essence is not a document of collection. Right, it's not a document of collection. Right, they to say, "What's the right?" In, in, after a woman is divorced, what's her document of collection? Her k'suva. Right, k'suva is that. So a get is not a document of collection. Again, it's just a document that says she's divorced. So if it's not a document of collection, then why does it need? Why does it need a date? Right. I say it's an interesting point. In other words, all she really needs to show is, "Okay, I'm divorced. I'm divorced. I, I have my get." Right, if I'm, she's not collecting anything with it, why does it need a date? So we'll say, this incredible. Rabbi Yocharon says, you're right. Mishun basah chosor. We'll say, take a look at Rashi. Take a look at Rashi. We're, too, we're concerned about the following case. A man who's married to his niece. Technically speaking, a person is allowed to marry his niece. So we'll say, what's the issue? V'huye ishtar, Rashi says, V'shem tizna Maybe she's going to commit adultery. V'chas ala shalot hachanek. I will say, this is fascinating. What are we concerned about? Let's say a man is married to his niece. And let's say again, Reuben is married to Rachel, and Rachel is Reuben's niece. Rachel commits adultery. I will say, normally, if the wife commits adultery, the husband may not care about what, or do, what does or doesn't happen. Right? But in the case of his niece, he doesn't want her to be executed. Because after all, again, he has Rachmanus on his sister. Even if he doesn't have Rachmanus on his his wife, she will say, so what could he do? What could he do? If there's no Zman beginning, he could quickly write her a divorce document and give it to her. And then what happens? When she's summoned to Bezdin and witnesses come along and testify that she committed adultery, what could she do? Produce the document that was divorced. And I will say, because there's no date in it, no one, you know, there's, there's no way of knowing... Was she divorced at the time of the supposed adultery or not? So we'll say, so essentially, Rabbi Yochanan says, in order that one does not go ahead and exploit the use of a get to circumvent the halachos of adultery, we have, a, we have a date put in there. Yishlag says, no, 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 Mishum peros. We'll say, no, it's about peros. We'll say, remember again, when a woman brings in property into a marriage, halacholamai says, so she retains title, she retains title, but husband gets usage over that property we'll say, what are we concerned about? What are we concerned about? That ultimately, again, a, a husband a husband is going to go ahead and continue to sell his wife's property even after they're divorced, right? It's going to have no recourse. If the, get has, if the get has no date in it, so the mice, again, he could claim that what? We were still married. We were still married. That's why I was able to sell the property. Therefore, if you put a date in the get, Ultimately, again, as of that date, husband no longer has the ability to utilize the peiros on the property. Look at Rashi: peiros, shemizmana gets the ilok from the date written in the get and on imyum kara bal bepeiros nichsim if he tries to sell any of the peros from her property. Ultimately, she has the ability to collect it from the, from the purchasers. And if there was no date in the get, he could just continue to sell. So, say, so therefore, again, two different approaches. Rabbi Yochanan says, the date is in the get to prevent the husband from protecting an adulterous wife. Reish Lakish says, the date is in the get to protect the wife Ultimately again from the husband continuously selling the payros even when he's no longer entitled to it. Incredible. Vraish Sugimar says, Vaishlakish my time like Why doesn't Vaishlakish like Rabbiocharan? So let's listen to this. Amar, he says, Znus lo shricha. Znusl shricha. So you're like, what? Right? this Znus lo Shricha? Znus is pretty shrikha. I will say, Znus is pretty shricha. So, what does that mean? So, we'll say, Satosis so comes along and says, No, no, no. When when Lakish says, Znus lo immorality is not common, He means, Perish, Tosis is Tosis, Znus be'edim uba asra lo shirach. So, we'll say, so the type of Znus, we'll say again, what is Rish Lakish saying? Rish Lakish is saying, put a, put, a, put, a, put a date in the get, because this way again, if Rafal goes ahead and commits adultery with witnesses and with Hasra, and now she's brought to Basin, ultimately again to be executed, she can go ahead and produce the get without a date and claim that she was divorced and no one could really contest that. Reish Lakish says, says ultimately again, sorry, Reish Lakish says that type of znus is very uncommon. In a situation like that, that someone's gonna actually have committed adultery with Adem and Hasra, which is what you need in order to be executed, it is very it would be a very uncommon occurrence. Fine. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan, my time alone are kish So I will say, why does Rabbi Yochanan hold the kish lakish? Remember again, Rabbi Yochanan holds that Allah will again, he holds that zman beget was mishun basa So Why doesn't he hold the Keshlakish In terms of Heros? To which the Yemar says, kasavar, this is incredible, kasavar, yeishlaba peros at shas nasina. I will say, this is fascinating, we're going to talk a lot about this. I will say, when does a husband lose his rights in his wife's property. When does he? When does he? Shabbos say, so we've been assuming up until now that the moment the get is written, the moment the get is written, he loses his rights. Shabbos we'll say, if Yohan holds, no. He actually holds on to his rights until when? Until when? Until the get is delivered. In other words, will say, the writing of a get, the writing of a get is fine, it's probably part of the process. Shabbos we'll say, just because you write a get, they're, still, they're, they're a bona bonafide married couple. Right? The only time that they are divorced is after the Nasina. So therefore Rabbi Yochanan says, Rabbi Yochanan says that lamaisa, the property is his, not his, but the, property, the usage rights, the parents are his, until the time that the get is delivered. Therefore I will say, interestingly enough, Rabbi Yochanan will say, the date in the get is meaningless vis-a-vis his usage rights. Right? What's meaningful is when witnesses see that the get was given over, Ultimately, again, that's when he loses his usage rights. Incredible, incredible. So I say the Gemara says Bishlamal Reish Lakish Hachi Kamach Rabbi Shimon. So I say, so let's go back for just a second. So remember again, we had Rabbi Shimon of the Vishnu. What did Rabbi Shimon say? Now we'll I say Rabbi Shimon was of the opinion that uh, that um bayom, right Bayom venechtam Balaila, If you have a get written by day and signed that night, Rabbi Shimon says it's kosher. It's kosher. So it says the Gemara. So so according to Reish Lakish, remember again, Reish Lakish says it's about Peyros. So according to Reish Lakish, Ultimately, again, I understand why Rabbi Shimon says that such a get is Kasher. Take a look at Rashi. Mishum hachi, it's Rashi on the top, third line down from the top in the wide lines. Mishum hachi makh Rabbi Shimon. Beget Mokdam. Kedam kamar Rabbi Shimon. Kasar Rabbi Shimon. Kevan shenasan enav lagarsha. Shuv enlo Peyros. So I'll we'll say, listen to this. We're going to see something absolutely amazing. Rabbi Shimon is actually of the opinion that halacha lemaisa, as soon as a husband decides to divorce his wife, he's lost peros. So I'll we'll say, I just want to point out what's very exciting about the sugya is even before we go on, just you should already see what's brewing over here, coming attractions. I'll we'll say, it looks like we have three different opinions as to when a husband loses usage rights of his wife's nichseim same log. Either when at the time of the writing of the get right? B, the time of the delivery of the get, or now C, Rabbi Shimon, at the moment he decides to divorce his wife. Fascinating. Again, we'll get more into it, but he wants to say it like this. So, now I understand. Rabbi Shimon in the Mishnah said that if you date a get by day, but ultimately, again, don't sign it, execute it until night, ultimately, again, the get is kosher. The get is kosher. So, that makes sense. According to Rish Lakish, remember again, Rish Lakish's whole concern is what? Peros. We need a date in the get because we don't want the husband selling rights that are not his, or selling payros that are not his. So what the date does is the gate the, the, the date firmly establishes the end of the rights of the husband in his wife's payros. So Bishlam Raish Lakish, we should make bishimen. I understand ultimately, again, why Rabbi Shimon says that a get written by, day, dated by day, but not actually executed by night, is going to be kosher, because according to Rabbi Shimon, anyway, right, your husband is losing rights in Peros at the time he decides to divorce his wife. Rabbi Yochanan, my time with Rabbi Shimon, the machher, Rabbi Yochanan, who holds that the reason you put the date in the get is <speaking in Hebrew> to protect an adulterous wife Why does Rabbi Shimon say that a get-written-by-day, signed-at-night, or dated-by-day, signed-at-night is going to be kosher? Rabbi Yochanan would say, you're right. The truth is, I'm not really really talking in the position of of Rabbi Yochanan. I'm sorry, the position of Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon is an outlier. He's he's his own position. So this is very interesting. When Rabbi Yochanan says, when Rabbi Yochanan gives his svar, Rabbi Yochanan says, that the reason for a date in the get is to pre- prevent the husband from protecting an adulterous wife, that was in the position of the Rabbanon who say that a shtar muktam, a predated shtar, is possible. I'm not espousing my idea in, in accordance with Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon is doing his own thing. Right? The fact that Rabbi Shimon says that a shtar muktam is kasher, That that's, that's his own shita. So the Gemara says, Bishlamu Rabbi Ochanon." bein so, we'll so, according to Rabbi Yochanan, now we understand the fundamental of We see Rabbi Shimon the Rabbanon. El Rei ma'ika bein Rabbi Shimon the Rabbanon. But according to Rei Shlakish, wherein lies the distinction between the views of Rabbi Shimon and the Rabbanon? To which the Gemara says, Mishas So, we're going to go through all of these cases. It's actually quite interesting. What about what's the status of Peros from between the time of the writing up until the time of the signing? Right, so I'll say listen to this. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Right. So they're writing the get. They're writing the get. So I'll say, this by the way, this was the same chassin who was doing deals during the chassan's dish. Right. He's doing deals now during the writing of the get. Shabbosai, so, so here is the Shiloh What happens if he sells payros while the get is being written? Right, well, uh, can you imagine that? I will say, he's selling, right? fire sale, right? He's just got a couple of more minutes, right? So, right? so he's selling peros. so we'll say, watch this. According to Rabbi Shimon, such a sale would be void. Why? Because according to Rabbi Shimon, when does he lose rights of peros? When does he lose rights of peros? From the moment that he decided to give the get. Now I will say, we don't actually know when he decided to give the get, so the earliest time that we could like solidify or concretize this das is when? From the moment the get started to be written. Right from the moment, from the beginning of the writing of the get, it's clear that he's decided to get divorced. So the Meis again Rabbi Shimon will say that from that moment, ultimately again he loses peros. The Rabbanon will say no. When does he lose peros? From the time the get was at least signed slash delivered. Shabbat so we'll say so. An interesting nafkamina between these two opinions. Ultimately again would be peros between the time of writing and signing. Okay, interesting. Also, where we learned just the opposite. So I will say, interestingly enough, at what point in time, at what point in time do we take away from the husband the ability? And i will say, literally, Mosin le means, from what point in time, if the husband tried to sell the property, could the wife go and extract it from purchasers? In other words, from what point in time does husband lose rights over Peros? Rabbi Yochanan says, from the time of the writing of the get, Rabbi Yochanan the giving of the get, the what we just said before, It says, Epoch, no problem, just switch around the shittas. Um, really the Rav Yosef, so we'll listen to this, Abay says to Yosef, Gimel, gittin Psulin, lad we'll say there are three Gitten, which are rabbinically invalid, but if a, if a woman marries with them, ultimately, again, the offspring is Kasher. So we'll say, what that says is, three Gitten, that are Apostle but if you use them, and you got married with them, the children are not mamzerim. I.e., it's a bona fide divorce. Right? It's a legitimate divorce. So I will say, one second, if that's the case, mahu ilo chachamim takhanasam. Ultimately, I will say, if that's the case, if that's the case, then what good did the chachamim do with their takana? I will say, if you're going to tell me, don't use this cat, but if you used it, it's good. So what, what's the point of a takana like that? So the will say, ahanu, telechatchila lo Ultimately we'll say it helps because most people would like to live within the confines of legality. So most people will avoid using such a gap like this. And we'll say, what's one of the gin? One of the gin. Lizman Dide Via Havenahile. So we'll say ultimately again. What's the case? The case ultimately again is is Actually, we'll say one of the cases is Vein Bozman. So we will say one of the cases of the three gittin is. Where ultimately, again, there's, you forgot to date the get. You forgot to date the get. So I we'll say, what's the halacha? Ideally, you should not do it. It's possible with the Rabbanon. But if you did so... Ultimately, again, the get still works. I said the Gemara says the Gemara says that Allah al So if that's the case, that bid yevet it works. Then what did you then what did you accomplish? To which the Gemara says a hanu dilechatchila lotinase. At least again, you've established a lechatchila. A person is not going to marry such a get. I want to take a quick look at Rashi. Rashi in the bottom wide lines, four lines in a hanu dilechatchila lotinase. The hevan da'achi who ibay lichtov get below zman lechpos al basachosa olim karaberos. Look husband so free and listen to this. What does the taqun accomplish? The accomplishes if you go to any reputable sulfur, right, and you ask for a get, and you ask for a get and you tell them, by the way, do me a favor, just leave off the date. Just leave off the date. Right? What is any reputable sulfur gonna tell you? No. Take a hike. right? I'm, I'm I'm not doing that. So we'll say, that's what helps.' So again, if you left off the date. Is the get still valid? It is still valid, but the Takanas Chazal, ultimately helped that, that a sofa is not going to we'll say one more line. is so I'll we'll say what happens if la said there was a date, there was a date, but, but the husband cut out the date, then what's the haloha? So we'll say ultimately again Amrelay the Ramai Ultimately I will say for that level of Ramauz. For that, Ramos, we can't be kosher. we boss have to stop over here for today. Again, we're now into the fascinating sugya, ultimately, again, of Zman Begin. More cases, also, but that fundamental machologics from to be we'll, we'll ultimately see that in a little bit. Shkoyach. All right, everyone, Zoom. Oh, good Shabbos, everyone. Good Shabbos, good Shabbos. Great to, I'm sorry again for the technical details, the technical issues earlier in the week. Great to see everyone.